Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 76 of the SCO Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield. Happy to be with you on today, Monday, February 17th, 2020. It is President's Day here in the States. A lot of you might be home from work, from school today, whatever the case may be. We are also a week away from wheels up, D.C. to Indy for the 2020 Scouting Combine. Excited to be headed out there. Going to be fun to cover that on the ground, in person for you all here at Pat's Pulpit and various places, places like InsideThePylon.com, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, Pro Football Weekly, and of course, not one, not two, but three, count them, three SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, where I co-host the QB Sco Show with the one and only Michael J. Kist, and of course, right here at Pat's Pulpit. Also, do follow along with the hijinks on Twitter at Mark Schofield, although I do apologize. There's probably more Peaky Blinders gifts or gifs, whatever you want to call them, on that account right now than anything else, because yes, I am wading through Peaky Blinders. My first watch of the show, I've been recommended to, to watch Peaky Blinders by many people. I'm finally getting into it, and getting into it I am. So yeah, I'm always, almost through season four now, which people did tell me was the best season, and so far it's kind of lived up to the hype. Very excited about Peaky Blinders, but also excited to do another mock draft with you. And I know we said we were going to get some trades in, but I realized there was one other scenario I wanted to run. And that's what mock drafts are good for. They're good for scenarios, right? Seeing how the board might just fall. If you try different things, then what value could you find at different positions? And so we're doing another mock draft here using the mock draft machine over at the Draft Network, our great friends over at TDN. And the Patriots are on the clock at 23. And there are some very familiar names to all of you available to us. DeAndre Smith, the, wide, the running back, excuse me, from Georgia. Grant Delpit, the safety from LSU. LaVisca Chenault, whom I and others love, the wide receiver from Colorado. Jonathan Taylor, the running back from Wisconsin. J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, the running back. Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. Justin Jefferson from LSU. T. Higgins from Clemson, a pair of talented wide receivers. Terrell Lewis, the edge from Alabama. Jeff Gladney, very talented corner from TCU. Zach Bond, excuse me, the edge from Wisconsin. These are all players still on the board here at 23. Names you've heard associated with the New England Patriots. And I know we've sort of talked about how in these scenarios, Tom Brady is back and we're trying to get him some weapons. But there's one scenario I still wanted to run. And that's quarterback in the first round. So here at 23, the pick is Jordan Love from Utah State. And I know that might be viewed as somewhat controversial. The idea here would be that the Patriots addressed wide receiver and positions of help for Tom Brady via free agency. But yet you still have an opportunity to address perhaps the guy after Tom Brady. Some might wonder what does this mean for Jarrett Stidham? Well, if Jarrett Stidham is good and Jordan Lover is good too, then we can do what Patriots fans have often clamored for, which is trade one of a quarterback. Whether it's a, I remember the days of Ryan Mallett for a first rounder, or perhaps more recently the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, as for Jordan Love, the prospect. Very raw. Showed some great things on tape a year ago. Tremendous arm talent. Will certainly need some time, I think. 
And people might wonder if you're bringing Tom Brady back and then you draft a quarterback with that pick at 23, how's that going to go over him? Well, again, the idea here is the Patriots, they addressed other positions in free agency, but they can still do it, obviously, in the draft. And so if we go quarterback, if the Patriots go quarterback at 23, how does the rest of the draft shake out for them? Because we're on the clock again at 87. And once we get into doing trades and things like that, look, we're going to have to find a way to get a second rounder out of this draft cycle somehow. The next mock draft we're going to do, we're going to find a way. But here now, sitting at 87, here's what the board looks like. Cam Akers, the running back from Florida State. Hunter Bryant, tight end from Washington. Zach Moss, the running back from Utah. K.J. Hill, the wide receiver from Ohio State. These are some names on the board. Ben Bartz, the offensive tackle from St. John's. Van Jefferson from Florida. Brian Edwards from South Carolina. Courtney Davis from Texas A&M. So there's still some talent here. It may have thinned out, but I don't want to wait too much longer on a wide receiver. So here at 87, since he's still on the board, I like the value. Brian Edwards, the wide receiver from South Carolina. And look, he's been on Twitter. He's been a bit chesty saying, look, I'm going to run fast at the combine. Draft Twitter thinks I'm slow. I'm not. I like that in a prospect. It's going to be interesting over the next couple of years to see how prospects interact with draft Twitter and the football world generally. And so we'll go wide receiver, Brian Edwards there. Now pick 115 here in the fourth round. Haven't addressed wide receiver. Haven't addressed some other different positions, i.e. quarterback. We'll have to go in a different direction here. And interestingly enough, one thing that I have learned is that the tight end spot really thins out. It's a weak tight end class to begin with. And by going quarterback, wide receiver with the first two picks, we got Jared Pinckney, Cheyenne O'Grady, Harrison Bryant, Colby Parkinson. It really thins out. And so it's probably not smart to reach for a tight end at this position. And so I'm going to look to address the offensive line. There are some interesting names here. Calvin Throckmorton from Oregon. John Runyon from Michigan. Some names you know. Charlie Heck, Colton McKivitz. I'm going to go with a different direction. He's listed as a tackle, but I saw him play guard down at the Senior Bowl. Hakeem Agendi. This kid's name keeps popping into my brain every time I think about the offensive line. And I know, look, there are rumors of a Marcus Cannon retirement floating out there. Maybe offensive line is becoming more of a need in front of our very eyes. And maybe we're learning as we go through this exercise that quarterback at 23 isn't the play. Sitting here right now, having done that, this is how the board's fallen. And so as we wait to be on the clock again, Jordan Love, Brian Edwards, Hakeem Ejendi. I can already say, I can feel it's palpable. The underwhelming nature of this mock draft and how it's going to be received. Again, just look, be thankful I'm not in the room. But we forge on a pick in the sixth round at 175. We'll pick again at 184. And there's a couple of different directions we can go. We could look to address defense. Reggie Floyd, the safety from Virginia Tech, is still on the board. D.J. Wanham, the edge from South Carolina, is still on the board. 
we could go wide receiver. There are four intriguing names just staring me in the face. Devin DuVernay, Chase Claypool, Isaiah Hodgins from Oregon State, Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. These players are still on the board. But this isn't the first time we've seen this player on the board for us at this spot in the sixth round. Probably won't be the last time. And that's Michael Divinity, the edge from LSU. Again, a risk, off-field issues, red flags galore, but tremendous talent. And sometimes, look, you're going to take a flyer in the sixth round, you're going to bet on a guy with tremendous talent. I have a feeling... He's going to test well throughout the process. We're going to take a flyer on talent here. So that's the pick at 175. Patriots up again at 184. And as we see the board, again, really start to thin out, you start to wonder about positions of need. You start to wonder about guys that can fit in, guys that can play a different role for you. You start to wonder about special teams as well. This is a kid that stood out, flashed for me at times, down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. I know cornerback's not a position of need. Special teams, though, you can find a role for this kid. He's chippy. He's feisty. I like that about him. He showed some competitive fire. Dane Jackson, the corner from Pittsburgh, he is the pick at 184. And now let's look at the seventh round here. The Patriots on the Draft Network's mock draft machine, they've got three seventh-round picks. And we're going to address offensive weapons with all three. A 207, Juwan Jennings, the wide receiver from Tennessee. Then a 212, Stephen Sullivan, the tight end slash wide receiver from LSU. And a 218 to close it out, James Prochet, the slot receiver from SMU. And now that gives us a haul of Jordan Love at 23, Brian Edwards at 87, Hakeem Agendi at 115, Michael Divinity at 175, Dane Jackson at 184, Juwan Jennings at 207, Stephen Sullivan at 212, and James Prochet at 218. Here's what I've learned doing this. One, absent something crazy happening, I don't think quarterback at 23 is the pick. It just doesn't seem to make sense. Now, maybe there's a crazy scenario where Brady leaves or Brady stays and they sign everybody they want in free agency. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like quarterback at 23 is the play. And it, again, reminds me that they need to perhaps move out of 23 and get into the second round where there's value to be had. Because if you look at the second round of this mock, you get Zach Bond, Okara, the edge from Notre Dame, Grant Delpit, Jeff Gladney, Lloyd Cushenberry, Raquan Davis, Brandon Ayuk, A.J. Terrell, Jalen Ragor, Antoine Winfield Jr., Justin Uche. Those are names coming off the board in the second round. Those are players that can contribute next year, and the Patriots have to wait until 87. And even early in the third, Marlon Davidson's coming off the board. Nick Harris is coming off the board. Ashton Davis from California, a safety a lot of people are really starting to talk up. Kyle Duggar, the small school safety from Lenore Rhine. Bryson Hopkins, the tight end from Purdue. Colk Met, the tight end from Notre Dame. There's value to be had in that 24 to 86 range. So that's one thing that I've learned. Another thing I've learned looking at this, there's value to be had late. Michael Divinity, Joan Jennings, Stephen Sullivan, James Prochet, James Jackson. I like their late round picks in this mock. And I like Brian Edwards at 87. I think that's a good pick. But 
quarterback or something at 23 just doesn't scream value to me. I think the Patriots will find a way to sort of move down in the draft. But that's just what I did. Up next, what you did this week, your mocks, here on Mock Draft Monday 3.0 at the SCO Show. Mark Schofield back with you now, and it's time to get to your mocks here that you guys put together this week for the SCO Show for this Mock Draft Monday week 3.0. And I want to kick it off with more of a scenario than a mock. Chuck A in the SCO Show Mock Draft Slack channel, he seemed to buy into the idea of acquiring draft capital in the second and third rounds. And he put together a tremendous resource in the Scotia Slack channel, in the Mock Draft channel, answering this question. Based on the value of the Pats' first-round pick and a need-slash-desire to have a second instead, what teams make the most sense based on their current draft capital? He comes up with Atlanta, Detroit, the Chargers, and Indianapolis. Indy, I think, makes a ton of sense. They've got two second-rounders, if I'm not mistaken. And Chuck's in agreement. He runs a scenario you trade 34 and 75 for 23. Indy's two picks at 34 and 75. The value math works out. Indy would still have a mid-second round pick, that pick at 44, close to 90 million in cap space, and a need for a rapid talent infusion to compete with the Texans and the Titans. And again, 90 million in cap space. With the Chargers, Chargers can trade 37 and 71 for 23. The pick values balance out pretty well. The Chargers have cap space around 48 million to handle two first round picks. Atlanta, they could trade 47 and 55 for the 23. The pick values value up. The pick values balance out pretty well. Atlanta does have limited cap space, though, so two first round picks might be too rich. It would leave them with no second round pick. Detroit could trade 35 and 67 for the 23. The pick values balance out pretty well. Detroit has a lot of cap space. And so they could really address defense as well. Or if they could go in a different direction, if they don't go defense at three. But running those numbers with Indy, this is what he comes up with. Patriots have picks at in the second at 34. That's the second pick in the 30 in the second round. And then a pick at 75, 87, 97, 99. You'd have four third-round picks. A pick at 122 in the fourth. Four sixth-round picks, 195, 205, 212, 213. And then a pick in the seventh round at 235. And you'd like to run that through a future mock draft Monday, which I think we need to do. John Limorakis has a mock for us. They did over at Fanspeak. At 45, trading down. Neville Gallimore, the defensive lineman from Oklahoma. At 67, Curtis Weaver, the edge from Boise State. At 87, Colin Johnson, wide receiver from Texas. At 97, Adam Trotman, the tight end from Dayton. At 99, Brandon Jones, the safety from Texas. At 128 in the fourth round now, Devin DuVernay, the wide receiver from Texas. At 171 now into the fifth round, Tyree Phillips, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. Into the sixth round, a number of six-rounders at 195, Shane Lemieux, the guard from Oregon. At 204, Kamal Martin, the linebacker from Minnesota. Davon Hamilton at 212, the defensive tackle from Ohio State. Travis Gibson, the Tulsa edge at 213. Justin Heron, the tackle from Wake Forest at 230. Jake Hansen, the center from Oregon at 235. And Rodrigo Blankenship to round it out at 241. That's a tremendous haul from John there. 
double dipping on not just wide receivers, but Texas wide receivers getting the edge. Weaver from Boise State. I've seen Weaver walk to the Patriots in the first. So getting him at 76 is tremendous value. Great job there from John. And again, we got a lot of these mocks coming in from the Scotia Slackdown. Here's one from Jim Reynolds. Ashton Davis, the safety from California, the first pick in this one. He comes off the board at 43 by trading down. Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame at 50. So two second rounders here. Here's that sort of two second rounder scenario for you. Then Denzel Mims, the wide receiver from Baylor at 80. Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan at 81. Ben Bredson is running mate. The guard from Michigan at 87. Bradley Anae, the Utah edge at 97. Adam Trotman, the tight end from Dayton at 106 in the fourth. Ben Barch at 125 in the fourth. Logan Wilson, the linebacker from Wyoming at 134. Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver from UCF at 149. Miles Bryant, the corner from Washington at 152. Evan Weaver, the linebacker from California. I know a lot of people like it at 195. Darian Daniels, the big body from Nebraska at 212. Excuse me. Cole McDonald, the Hawaii QB at 213. Steven Sullivan, the LSU tight end at 230. Rodrigo Blankenship, the Georgia kicker at 235. And Kyle Murphy, the tackle. From Rhode Island at 241. Here are the trades that he made to do that. Traded with Carolina, sent them the pick of 23. He also traded with the Bears, the Bills, lots of trades in this one. So that's a big, big time haul. I mean, that's 17 picks. And the way he sort of described it, the Michigan offensive linemen, for example, they could be day one starters if they lose Dooney and Andrews. Strong anchors, good technique. Ben Bartsch also got him as well. Logan Wilson, playmaker, athletic linebacker. Davis, good project type safety. But, I mean, that's a tremendous haul of talent right there. Calvin S. has a mock from the Scotia Slack channel. He stays at 23, chasing the edge from LSU. Then at 87, Van Jefferson, the wide receiver from Florida. 97, Terrell Burgess, the safety from Utah. 99, Adam Trotman, there you go. The tight end from Dayton. 122, Evan Weaver, the linebacker from California. At 195, Aaron Fuller, wide receiver from Washington. Then at 204, Davon Hamilton, hearing that name more. Defensive lineman from Ohio State. Alex Highsmith, the Charlotte edge, who had a good week down in Tampa for the Shrine game, 212 there. Rodrigo Blankenship, another name we're hearing a ton, at 213. Calvin Throckmorton, a 230. Malcolm Perry, the wide receiver from Navy, a 235. And Michael Divinity to route it out. I like getting Divinity there, Calvin, at 241. So that's also a very good, nice little haul there. John Limarakis goes in a different direction for another mock draft here. He trades down to 40. KG Hamler is the first pick at 40, the wide receiver from Penn State. Jordan Elliott, a defensive lineman from Missouri at 72. Kyle Duggar, there you go. The safety from Lenore Ryan at 87. Adam Trotman at 97, the tight end from Dayton. Matt Hennessy, the center from Temple at 126. Colin Johnson, wide receiver from Texas at 131. Ben Bartz. There you go. The D3 offensive lineman at 134. Marcus Bailey, linebacker from Purdue at 178. Benito Jones, defensive lineman from Ole Miss at 195. DJ Wanham, edge from South Carolina at 204. John Hightower, wide receiver. 
I know some people like him at 112, at one, uh, excuse me, at 212. At 213, Stephen Sullivan. There you go. I love that kid. 225, Shaquille Quarterman. Quarterman, excuse me. A linebacker from Miami, Rodrigo Blankenship. At 230, at 235, Nate Stanley. Quarterback from Iowa. Gotta say, I think he's gonna do well this week, or next week, excuse me, at the combine. And then to round it out, JJ, JJ Taylor, the running back from Arizona at 241. Josh Bowman. He has a trade-happy mark where he comes away moving around with Zach Bond, Cole Komet, Hunter Bryant, and Isaiah Hodgins. That's it. Those four guys are the picks. But you get Bond at 33, Cole Komet at 90, Hunter Bryant at 93, and Isaiah Hodgins at 130. Certainly getting some weapons there. Luis comes in with his first mock draft. He managed to turn one first and three thirds into two seconds and four thirds. And so what he comes up with is this. Lloyd Cushenberry at 42. Cole Komet at 55. Malik Harrison at 74. The linebacker from Ohio State. Kyle Duggar at 87. The safety from Lenore Ryan. Thaddeus Moss at 90. The tight end from LSU. Denzel Mims. The wide receiver from Baylor at 97. Kenny Wilkes, the edge from Michigan State at 122. Michael Ojemeda, the corner from Iowa at 195. Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker. I think people just assume he's coming to New England, and I love it. At 204, Anthony McFarlane, the running back from Maryland at 212. Kendrick Rogers, Texas A&M wide receiver at 230. James Morgan, Florida international quarterback at 235. And Charlie Heck. The offensive tackle from North Carolina at 241. Thanks, Luis, for getting that one in. And we got more marks. Jim Reynolds has another one. Cole Komet at 40. Antoine Winfield Jr. at 79. Ben Barch at 87. Hunter Bryant at 97. Brian Edwards at 99. Matt Hennessy at 111. Lloyd Cushenberry at 117. Logan Wilson at 122. Anthony Jennings at 163. Troy Pride. Notre Dame corner at 213. Darian Daniels, the big guy, 230. And Jake Lutton, the quarterback from Oregon State at 235. I like that kid. I'm going to talk about the mechanics a bit, but I like him. In that mock, we trade with Arizona. We send them the pick at 23, and we get their picks in the second, third, and fourth rounds. We also send that third-round pick we got from the Cardinals, which is the eighth pick in the third round. We sent that to the Jets for the 15th pick in the third round and the 14th pick in the fourth round. And then we get sent them three sixth-rounders and a seventh-rounder for the pick in the fifth round at 17. And that pick ended up being Anthony Jennings at 163. That was a trade with the Bears. Josh Bowman, he has another draft that he did on Fanspeak to use the comp picks. He comes away with Xavier McKinney at 41, Jalen Ragor at 57, Millie Harrison at 74, Hunter Bryant at 77. Thaddeus Moss at 99. Daryl Taylor, the Tennessee edge at 122. Sadiq Charles, the offensive tackle from LSU at 169. Tyree Cleveland, the Florida wide receiver at 204. And John Reed, a lot of people liked him coming into this year, though. Corner from Penn State at 241. That one, Josh had the following trades with Cleveland. They sent them the second-round pick at two, at two at four, excuse me, which I guess I got to do it this way. We sent the Giants the pick at 23 for... Their pick in the second round at four. 
and that we then sent to the Browns for picks in the second and third round. Also traded with Houston, New Orleans, and Denver as well. That's how Josh put that together. Patrick Brown comes in with one from the Draft Network. Jalen Rigor at 48. Jordan Love at 67. <laughs> Makes me drafting him at 23. Seemed pretty ridiculous. Thaddeus Moss at 87. Anthony Jennings at 115. Jeremy Chin, the safety from Southern Illinois at 140. Isaiah Hodgins at 175. Charlie Heck, the UNC offensive tackle at 212. Carter Coughlin, the, the, Mississippi, not Mississippi, the Minnesota edge at 218. Final mock from the SCO show from the Slack channel comes to us from Patrick Brown on Fanspeak. Cole Komet at 38, so trading down at the top of the second round. Kyle Duggar at 69, that's nice. Lloyd Cushenberry at 87. Hunter Bryant, the Washington tight end at 97. Colin Johnson, the wide receiver at 122. Trey Adams, offensive tackle from Washington at 140. Alton Robinson. The edge from Syracuse at 146. KJ Hill at 152. Nick Coe, the defensive lineman from Auburn at 168. Shaquille Quarterman, again, linebacker from Miami at 182. James Morgan, there's that name again, 204 in the sixth round. Michael Divinity, LSU edge at 212. James Pierre, Florida Atlantic corner at 213. Yasir Durant, Missouri guard at 235. And Levante Bellamy, the running back from Western Michigan at 241. Now let's get to something we got in from Twitter. Got a couple of mocks to talk about. First one comes to us from our boy, Isaac. He was taking care of some, he was helping some dogs, helping some good pups. That's what he was doing on Sunday when I put out the clarion call for the mock drafts. Looks like he's helping out. I don't know if it's the Humane Society, but he's been rescuing dogs this weekend. Showed a great picture on Twitter. A good puppy, a good boy, good doggo. But here's the mock from Isaac, who again... You can follow Isaac. You should follow Isaac on Twitter. You can follow him at XXISAACGOGELXX. Comes up with Jacob Eason via trade at 37. Bryson Hopkins at 71. Brandon Jones, the safety at 87. Michael Divinity at 115. Michael, excuse me, Muhammad Barry, the linebacker at 184. James Prochet at 207. Adrian Killens Jr., the running back at 212. And Rodrigo Blankenship. Hearing that name the most this week, the kicker at 218. Also had one more mock that I wanted to mention. This comes in from Mark Jarvis, who is at What's On Draft NFL. You can follow him on Twitter there. Mark does great work, sort of putting together the the cut-ups, the reports, the spreadsheet. Does great work, so please do follow him on Twitter. He's got Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama at 23. Khalid Kareem, the edge from Notre Dame at 87. Troy Pride Jr., the corner from Notre Dame at 115. Tyree Phillips, interior offensive lineman from Mississippi State at 175. Anthony Gordon, the quarterback from Washington State at 184. Daniel Batuli, the linebacker from Tennessee at 207. Charlie Temo the tight end from Portland State at 212. And James Prochet, the wide receiver, the slot wide receiver from SMU at 218. I kind of like that, like that draft. A lot of people thought, you know, some of the picks were off. I kind of like that job there. And so, there you go. Some good mocks, some great mocks this week. Again, please keep sending those in at Mark Schofield on Twitter or via the social Slack channel, mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com for an invite. 
And as always, look, it's a great time to join. We're talking prospects all the time. So again, if you'd like that invite, please do hit me up. Mark.scofield at InsideThePylon.com is a great way to get that invitation. A lot of people love the Slack channel. I love it too. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you in there. Next show this week, we're going to do sort of a combine preview, talk about some different positions, some new guys, obviously guys that weren't down in the Senior Bowl, things like that. Until then, friends, please keep on blessing that Patriots bring down in Foxville.